Beyond the Fairways. With PGA Tour professional Jay Delsing and hosted by four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Now, it's Beyond the Fairways. Welcome into Beyond the Fairways. I'm Dan McLaughlin. That's Jay Delsing. And as always on this podcast, we provide you with big-name guests. And on this edition of Beyond the Fairways, we visit with one of the all-time great players in MLS history, that's Taylor Twelman. Taylor, a former MVP of MLS, five-time All-Star in golf, has changed his life because he had to cut his career short on the pitch because of concussions. Major part of his life, we'll get into that. Also, he's dedicated now the latter stages of his life, the second half, if not more, to concussion prevention and in particular, helping youth sports understand the importance of concussions with his foundation. Taylor Twelman coming up, telling us that golf has really, really changed his life. And for those of you that may be new to this podcast, we always have a big-name guest, Week 1, David Faraday. You can go back and listen to this. Subscribe to the podcast, Beyond the Fairways, with an S. Week 2, Tom Watson. Week 3, Lee Trevino. And this past week was Alan Shipnuck, who wrote the book on Phil Mickelson. And as always, I say hello to my partner over 700 PGA events, Jay Delsing. Jay Bird, how you doing? Danny Mac, great to be with you. I... I still I can't wait to jump back on with Alan Shipnick and talk about this new Live book that's about to drop. I it's going to be saucy. Live is kind of I don't want to say falling apart, but there's some cracks in the armor right now, aren't there? Oh yeah, and I mean look at this time of year, Danny. There's not one guy over there that didn't want to be playing in Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago, and now we've got Augusta coming up, and and they're going to get a chance to you know get a get a, a toe back in that water. Yeah, I don't know where I know they're thinking they wish they had coming back. I know they love the money, but they don't get to play in those events. So we got a master's show next week, but and we'll get more into this. But I think it's fascinating to see the live guys reunited with the PGA Tour. It makes it more interesting for me. I mean, when you got Phil Mickelson, you got DJ, you got former winners that have won at Augusta, and some of these big names in golf that we haven't seen in a long time. LIV ratings are awful, they're in the tank. You don't see these guys, but you will see them center stage. And I'm also fascinated to see how CBS covers some of the LIV guys. I mean, they're in bed right now at the PGA Tour. That's going to be interesting there. It really is. I mean, Fred Couples came out with scathing yeah. words last week about uh, the the boys that have jumped uh, ship and calling Sergio a clown and calling phil mickelson a nutbag and saying i still <laughs> right. love him but he's a nutbag you know and and a great player he said oh a, no doubting he's a great player yeah one of the top 10 it's, best it's players exactly. he's ever played with and and that's saying quite a bit but to your point you know for folks that don't know a lot about i don't know a ton about radio or televised golf but i did work for a fox for five years and i there there are specific groups that they lock into and a lot of others that are kind of also rants and it's real to your point it's really going to be interesting to see what happens at augusta let's talk about our guest today taylor twelman uh by the way you know this young man pretty well don't you he's my nephew we played pretty athletic family here we started off man playing so much golf as his kids soccer in the backyard we did it all you know his father tim is truly one of the great human beings i've ever met in my life and he's played in the nasl the north american soccer league for 10 years um just a really good family. This is my sister's oldest son, and so he went, um, you know, went on a baseball and soccer scholarship to University of Maryland, and then left after a year and a half and went to Germany. 
to play over there. And so he's taken, he took a kind of a different road to come back and play in the MLS, but just had a great career. I, I want to really get into how golf has is, is been able to find that competition bug that's gone from MLS. I mean, any pro athlete, you get there because you love the competition. Then it gets taken away from you, and in his case, because of concussions. And I want to ask him how golf has played a role in his life to maybe get that competition bug back. Uh, Danny, he's an animal. He's an animal for the game. He's an animal the way he played fearlessly on the on the pitch. It's one of the reasons, unfortunately, why his career was shortened like it was. Because he, I mean, if you pull up the very last hit he took um, against um, the LA Galaxy and he got double fisted just under the ice, it is a brutal collision. And he spent his life throwing his head and his body around and um, just had some some great moments. But he is a golf. Golf Junkie doesn't do it justice. I love it. I I look forward to visiting with him. On Beyond the Fairways, we'll have our tip segment. We'll also talk about uh, what clubs should be in your bag as you begin your golf season with the weather changing around the country. So golf season just about here. Innovations in golf segment will focus on track man and cold weather areas in the country. When you're inside hitting off the mats and trying to find that correct swing as you get ready for the summer months. And finally, the PGA Tour makes a stop at the uh, Valero Texas Open and we'll have our picks and our gambling segment uh, segment coming up later in the show. I got to jump in. You've been on fire, my man. You've been on fire with your picks. It's really easy when you say Scotty Shuffler yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah, but I mean, we've been, <laughs> what is this? This is our fifth show, and your, your guys have been up there almost every week. I'm, I'm flat. I'm a little flat. You like Tiger for the Masters? Why not? Oh, man, why not? Why I mean, not? What a great story. Just to have him playing is going to be, I mean, it's must-see TV, right? It is. It is. And, he, you know, he's he's shown that he can put a round together. Now, can his body hold up for four rounds of golf? Probably not. But, man, it's still fun. It's great theater. And, Danny, that golf course is brutal to walk. It is so hilly, so up and down. If you've never seen it in person, television doesn't do it justice. The 10th hole is so dramatically downhill from right to left, and so consequently, the 18th runs adjacent to it. The 18th is a, it's a tough walk. Jay Delsing, Dan McLaughlin, Beyond the Fairways, and in studio, it's going to be a lot of fun visiting with Taylor Twelman, and that's coming up. It's time for the Beyond the Fairways player profile. Let's get back to Jay and Dan. Beyond the Fairways, and this is a golf podcast, but yet golf transcends its own sport because it bleeds into so many other sports because guys like Taylor Twelman think that they can beat Jay Delsing. Exactly. That's yeah. why you love this. It's actually Taylor Delsing. You don't know this. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually Jay's, Jay's son. Oh, I, I'm, we're going to get into Wait, this. Wait, that's incest. That's in Missouri. Wait, di- disregard that. Can we turn this thing off? We'll, we'll, we'll strike we it. We're it fine. Taylor Twelman, former MVP of the MLS and is doing incredible work with concussions and trying to have prevention and protecting kids and and pro athletes. We're going to get into that in just a moment. But, uh, Jay, for people that are listening to this uh, across the country, wherever you're taking in Beyond the Fairways, uh, this is more than just having Taylor Twelman in our studio because there's a family connection to this uh, podcast. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't be prouder of him. He's my favorite soccer player of all time. <laughs> I'm going to tell my 75 uncles that he said <laughs> that. Exactly. And, you know, Taylor caddied for me and some U.S. Open qualifiers. We, I, I, I can... I can fondly say I had something to do with his love of the game. This guy is a 
really good player, and I know how much you love the game, and that just I tell makes everybody my heart that swell. story, Jay uh, and Dan. It was it was in Boone Valley, right? And I'll never forget it because I'm literally looking at my dad who's walking with me, mom's there, and I'm just making sure I'm. And I would say for, I think I was 18 maybe at the time, my etiquette was all right. It was pretty good. No, it was really good. Until I tried to read one of the putts. And Jay goes, just make sure the clubs are clean. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't read them either. I go, I got it. He's right. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. Now, Jay Bird, you had him play as your quote-unquote son on a, what, a PGA father-son event, right? So this was so much fun. (laughs) This was in, I think, the late 80s or it was? so. No, right? I was barely 10 years old, so yeah. it had to be late 80s. Early 90s. So he's a little they, guy. Yeah, you're he's on a tour, little you're guy, doing and they're thing. having a father-son, and you know, I don't have And children. he's your nephew. I don't have children yet, so I talked to his mom and dad. And Chief couldn't play. Remember, Chief, you were thinking oh, about right, that way, right. so we did. he did the little kid, so... So my dad couldn't play, so, so Mooch, my sister, brings the family down, we did. do the whole Disney thing, and I said, hey... Amazing. Why not play in the father son? Why don't you be my my son and we'll go play? We get paired with Raymond Floyd and his son, which is a an entirely different show. Taylor, we could talk about the strangeness of that whole thing for because you kept been nine years old, but I think I hit puberty immediately after the. And I think we played with Doug Tool. Doug Tool, you're exactly which, right. Which, of course, he is like yep. churchgoer, you know, right? Yep. And, and which didn't really go guys. well with the Delsings. But really? I was going to say, I don't see you two guys being the uh, the church. Not that it's a bad thing, but you're you know the church going. We may, may not have drafted the f bomb one or two times. I was trying to teach. Some stuff about golf, and I thought the F bomb was very important. <laughs> but anyway, well, in the game of golf, it is. Oh my gosh, Danny, we get out there, and oh, I'll never forget awesome. this. We go, we go on the first hole, and um, I think you hit the drive, and I hit the second shot on, and Taylor. So, and I got to give him some props. First of all. The greens at this place called the Wee Links at Disney was was really nice, but. Yeah, what's not the father son that everyone listening that is like, oh, you played in the Tiger? And yeah. no, 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 not Charlie the Weeds. No, no, so these we are eight-year-olds and four-year-olds and stuff. And the greens were turf; they were astroturf. And I said to him on the first putt, I said, I said, Tail, I think <laughs> this is going to be fast. Oh my gosh, the ball. Dan, flew off the grid. Dan, <laughs> alternate. Oh, a best ball. Whatever. We're playing scramble. It's yep. awesome. We got a twenty-foot putt for birdie. We had a 30-foot putt for par. I come from a long line of good exaggerators. This is not, not that an exaggeration. Wasn't it. Right. That wasn't it. Right. We had a great 20-foot putt for birdie, and we had a 30-foot putt for par. Yeah, we did. Well, you know, we and, and so it took us about four holes to make the, the yeah, good. Jay's being a little mean. It was like three and a half holes. Yeah. Three and a half, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. We, did you um, have fun with them, though? Oh my yeah, gosh! We no, even no, though no, he's no, blowing it off, by, it was 30. amazing. The best part is at the end, they announced Jay and Taylor Delsing, and I remember mm. this. My mom goes, "To this day, you didn't, you forgot you were Taylor Delsing." So they're asking <laughs> us to come up to get my certificate. Get that you're going. I haven't told you this. Mom, my mom cleans the house. I'm going to say six months ago, sends me two boxes full of stuff. Taylor Delsing. No. Oh, I got to see it. That is so good. It may or may not have been used again, and I may have it in my... (laughs) But it it, it was... Honestly, Dan, this is the serious part. There was nothing better than playing golf with Uncle Jay because I grew up in a family. We... 
at six years old, I was looking at the newspaper to see where he finished. To see where Uncle Jay I was, was at. I was all in. Yep. So I followed be, him, too, all the time. Right, but to be Taylor Delsing, yeah. I represented my brother James. I represented Aunt Kim. I represented Count Jamie. I represented <laughs> Uncle Bart because he he didn't have a son. He hadn't had kids yet. And so it was, but all of us, that's all we did. I grew up in a family. It was like, yeah, how'd Uncle Jay do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, I knew the stories of Chief. I knew the stories of my dad, but they weren't playing. So in my childhood, Uncle Jay was a present athlete. He was competing. And then Tiger Woods showed up. I was trying, baby. I was trying. And I've looked up all the numbers, like all my golfing buddies. Like, Jay doesn't get enough credit for the amount of longevity the ability That's to the compete. Thing. The longevity to stay Dude, on tour. Is, Come on. Max Homa in 2018 made 18 grand. I saw he that. was missing the cuts. Now he's king dingling. I know. It's the most humbling sport in the world. And so I think to do it for 20 some odd years, um, he always set an example. So did Chief, your dad, my grandpa. So did my dad. If I asked Uncle Jay, hey, how's this guy? Jay never told me the real truth of what he felt about someone else. Right, he would say he's a great player, nice guy. He was a fan of Tiger Woods before Tiger. Jay was a custodian, is the word I would use, and an ambassador of the game that set the tone and the standard by how I needed to do it and how I still do it to this day. Golf was bigger than Jay. Jay was never bigger than golf, and I just I, I can't believe I played in that tournament as Taylor Delsing. How cool like, is that, though? Thing ever. So now, though, you I are... I can't believe how bad of a putter I was. God damn it. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Now you you have made a name for yourself by what you did on the pitch and what you did with soccer and growing the game. And certainly from your hometown of St. Louis, you're one of the greatest athletes that's ever come out of St. Louis, uh, being an MVP of the MLS and, and now working uh, and being the lead guy. You're the face of MLS soccer in many, many ways outside of what we see on, on the field. So how has that allowed you to get into doors? And I mean this sincerely. Like yep. allowed you to go play places that normally in golf, because I know you love golf. That's why we wanted yeah. to have you on there. But people want to play with you. You're the guy. You wanted to play with Uncle Jay. Yeah. Now people are man, I got a I tea time at 2 o'clock with Taylor Twelman. This is going to be great which is great about golf yep. because it's a social event for guys that are hacks like me. But how does that you know, change your life and being able to get into the game of golf? You never know who you're going to meet and what you're doing and who's watching. Right. My dad always raised me that way. No matter what you're doing, someone's watching you. Jay would be qualifying for the U.S. Open. I'm caddying. Someone would say hi. He would stop for three seconds and say hi to that person. Jay didn't know who that person was. He or she could have been whatever they were. But that's part of your quote-unquote ambassador. Sure. Golf for me has always been the most unique sport in the world because I loved being in a team environment. I loved the banter. I loved the shenanigans in the locker room. I love the essence of golf being you against nature. And it's a, it's a, it's a literally 180 degrees different than anything. And it brought balance to my life. Golf, to your question, Dan, great question. Obviously, no surprise on who you are and what you do. Golf saved my life. So post-concussion and the way my career ended. Let me interrupt you there. For yep. people that don't know, tell them your story, too, about yep. the concussions and how it affected your life, and then bring it back to so golf. So concu the concussion in 2008 that ended my career but also, also changed my life forever was August 30th, 2008. 
LA Galaxy were in town. David Beckham was there, so every female in my entire life was asking for two tickets, including my mom and sister. And by the way, they came, <laughs> rightfully so. But I say that tongue-in-cheek because I had done something I had done with my eyes closed. Ball goes wide, whipped in. I'm going to out-jump you, score the goal. I did, but the goalie punched me in the face. Uh, my one, of the most, I, one of the most yeah. brutal collisions. Oh, I've seen it. It's any nasty. sport. Agreed. Anywhere. Agreed. You can call it a pitch. You can call it a field. You, you can call, call it, it a raceway. <laughs> this was... Grotesque. It was yeah. nasty. And so the next six, eight weeks, uh, my dumbass played, and that changed my life. I haven't worked out to this day. I'm going now on 12 years where I haven't worked out. Really? Gone for a run. Nope. I can't. I'm very limited in certain things I so can do. So heart rate can't go up. Yeah, certain You were light sensitive. You had exactly. all those things. I have a, and still have certain things to this day. Anyways, I was in a real dark place to bring it back, and I needed the competitive juice, and I went to golf. And golf for me was four hours walk to get my exercise, cardiovascular stuff, turn the cell phone off, and just compete. And so when I started at that time, I was about a three and a half to a four handicap, and it gave me a purpose. It gave me something to challenge myself. That's awesome. Right? And so that's where golf now has taken over my life. Um, It's addicting, too. It's addicting because... Every you could play the same course three hundred times a year. You can have three hundred different rounds, and I love that. Other sports are not. You know, other sports are 100%. very similar. But to go back to your initial question, I because of my background, Jay Delsing, the Delsing family, golf, baseball, because of my dad's family, the Twelman, soccer, baseball, I can kind of talk any sport, Dan. And you and I have had this conversation. Oh, yeah. I was the first person at ESPN. They could go to for soccer, but they actually knew I could do something else. And so that got me into doors that have never been there for soccer people. But that's what my purpose is. My purpose is to get everyone else to open up their mind and go, guys, just because you're a soccer fan doesn't mean you're different. Now, we could have a fun conversation. We are a little different. Soccer fans are a little different and fanatic in their own ways. But we're still the same people. We're still fans of our sport. But I can hit a golf ball 300 yards. I can talk to you about a 3-2 pitch with a man on second and third. And I can also talk to you about zone defense on football. I'm a sports guy that played soccer. The biggest problem with soccer, and for the listeners at home, soccer has always been a niche sport until the last 10 years. Now all of a sudden, the Premier League, the World Cup, everyone's watching it whenever they want. No question about it. Now it's bringing in more eyeballs than we've ever had. And I still think it's a purpose for me to grow the game. And a lot of it comes on the golf course where a lot of soccer people want to walk 18 holes. That's right. And I don't care. It doesn't bother me. They want to talk soccer for three and a half hours. Hey, fellas, hold tight. Love the conversation. But while we have a moment, want to tell you about Athletic Greens. As you all know, great athletes like Jay, like Taylor, they have one thing in common. That's the fact that they take care of their bodies. So we all want to take care of our bodies. Huge part of that, optimizing whole body health. And it starts with AG1. I take it. My family takes it. Jay takes it. And that's how we start our days. 75 high quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients and long-term gut health support. The offer part of AG1 is the one I love. It costs us $3 a day. So let me say that again. AG1, $3 a day to take care of your body. Who wouldn't spend $3 a day to do that? So I take ownership of my health with a simple daily habit when I start my day in the mornings with AG1. I started AG1, and it truly has helped my body. I take it every day, every morning, and the results have been amazing. I'm talking about better gut health, 
better and sustained energy, immune system support. I was sick of taking pills. And with AG1, I get a supplement that actually tastes great. AG1 has all of my key health products in one. It's comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash BTF. Again, athleticgreens.com slash BTF for Beyond the Fairways. Athleticgreens.com, BTF for Beyond the Fairways. Taylor, the beauty of this game. If you break it down and and on, on the PGA Tour, we are playing. You can get paired with Tiger Woods in a pro-am format, the great, maybe the greatest of all time, and so. spend four, five, six hours with that guy on the field, yeah. per se, the golf course. It is unlike any other sport. And, and in terms of networking and in terms of your foundation, the great work you're doing with concussions and the awareness and for their youth and things like that, you can use the game of golf Agreed. to enhance that program. You don't use football. You don't no. use basketball. You, don't. you use golf. And I love that. And for me, so fortunate that my sport wound up golf. I wanted to be a baseball player. Yep. I didn't want to play golf. Yep. And I I can't believe how lucky I got. Yeah. I mean, and you should have wanted to play baseball. Chief was a hell of a baseball player. There was a notoriety to what he did and how he did it and how he carried himself post-playing. By the way, I, I'm like around greatness here. MLS MVP, over 700 PGA Tour events. and Over 700? That's how many you played? Yeah, today? over 700. God, I want to get feet, your attention. Bro, look at that. Well, dude, those they... dogs are barking. <laughs> <laughs> They are nasty, man. That means over 700 times I was looking at the post-dispatch going, where did he finish? Guys, check this out. I hope you started started at the top and not the bottom. Well, your dad, obviously, for people that don't know, but played in the major leagues. Right. I mean, so the the apple doesn't fall far. How about this? We were trying to do something creative for a website, for my website, a couple years ago. My daughters, you know, we're all sitting around, and they're getting old enough, so may or may not have had a glass of wine or something. and, (laughs) And they said, Dad, try to figure out how many miles you've walked? Oh, that's a so we've actually walk. had a pedometer on put on us before, and you know you you could you could try to figure it out by the length of the golf course. But wouldn't you say on average about six miles? So I've oh won- no, it's it's between it's between seven and ten. Yep. Because what happens if you watch? We're so we golfers are so strange. We get on the green, we'll circle every green like yep. three times. Hadn't thought it about is that. So Hold weird. On. You and I, we walk two and a half exactly. miles. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. saying. These knuckleheads. Oh. They've got a six-foot putt. They oh. walked around the green four times. Oh, no. I forgot about it's, all that. You know what it does, though, guys? <laughs> oh that. It burns your energy off a little bit. You know, it's just one of those things. It just, I, you know, the, the problem with golf is sometimes you like to be hit. You know, when you're anxious oh, or you're nervous, bad. it would be like, oh, let's shake. You know, when I played basketball, the first foul I gave just got me going. Jay I'm going to hammer somebody. The first tackle, the yep. first time I got kicked as a forward, I was like, yep. good, I'm in the game. I know. Let's go. Golf, you're like shaking hands with, I'm, I want to beat I'm going to shake hands with you and talk to you about your family walking yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a hard one. Yeah, that's so why you need one. a caddy with shin guards. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, I'm going to go back to you then for a second. So we, we mentioned the competition. It gives you at least um, some type of feeling of competition, whether you're going against the course or your buddy on the weekends for yep. some 
I'm Chuckles. a degenerate gambler, and that came from the guy okay. sitting on my right right now. So. Right here, dude. <laughs> we already talked. I knew about what an over and under was <laughs> at eight and a half. Uh, like, I, ordered the, I ordered the cheese pizza. <laughs> so did I. I can tell you that. <laughs> I know. Saint, that's why I'm looking at you South when I said St. Louis, it. for Christ's sakes. What do you think? Um, but where, what, what are the correlations, if there are any, outside of the competition that you find with soccer and golf, if any? Because... In soccer, yeah. you're up and down the field. You're doing so many different things. The, the, you got to be in great shape. I'm not saying you don't have to be in great shape. Jay, you're in great shape. Let me look at you for God's sakes. Um, so co- correlations between Put the sports. Put down that 75-ounce. Exactly. exactly. It's, it's actually a really good question because I didn't realize it until I just recently played in my first competitive thing with the LPGA. Can't wait to talk about that, by that the way. amazing, by yeah. the way. Um, but it was like... Th- I hadn't had that for f- almost 14 years. I hadn't had that. Yeah. Where now all of a sudden the whistle blew. Game on. I hadn't had that. When you're playing with your buddies and, and you, you don't want to embarrass yourself. Absolutely. You don't right. want, one, you don't want to embarrass, but two, Dan, you're, you've gotten to know me. You're going to get, like, I literally teed off and I'm like, all right, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a go for it. Jay knows me well enough. I went cool. for everything because sure. I'm like, I didn't come to kiss my sister. Right. And Going I was there like, to win it. You didn't play as Taylor Delsing, though, did you? I didn't. Oh, good. <laughs> but I may have on the first couple holes. Things <laughs> <laughs> are a little faster, like no. Um, yeah, but they it are. was just it, there was the mental aspect of both sports is very similar. For me, it was because I was a center forward, and so majority of the game, soccer wise, you are thinking the game to try to get the center back marking you yeah. out of his game, right? You don't touch the ball a lot as a center forward. A midfielder's not thinking that. His or her job is running six to nine miles a game, touching the ball, clean up. You're constantly in action. You really can't think. Center backs, is, but a center forward, the game's mental. So in an odd way, I got to revisit some of that. And that's where I was going, yeah. Right? So, like, I, and I remember this because I was I, I was playing really well. I was like, what? I think I was one under on the second day or even, whatever it may be. That's not what it was. But then I started to think. And honestly, that was the part where I was like, oh, my God, I love this. Yeah. Because I was like, he, Caddy handed me driver every hole. And I said, give me give me the hybrid. It's like, what, what's going on? I'm like, Dude, the hole's 330. I'd rather have a 90-yard shot in. Absolutely. We're fine. I don't need to try to drive the green. And that hole we birdied. And the reason why I'm telling you that story is that got my juices flowing again. Yeah, right? thinking the it game. It also got my juices flowing. When I doubled, I hadn't doubled a hole in a long time. Now, all of a sudden, you're you're there. Yeah. How about that intern- You hit a ball. It plugs into the bunker, and you're like. How about that internal sweat that go, you get? And all of a sudden, it. it- your 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 temp you can feel your internal temperature go up your heart rate's racing I thought like COVID again <laughs> I didn't <laughs> exactly I didn't hit a bad shot and now I'm under the lip of the bunker I can't find my ball Dan, the marshal can't story. find this my ball unbelievable I lost my ball two eighty five like, par four dog leg to the right I'm like I'm gonna hit a cut driver I hit it Caddy looks at me everyone at Brian Erlacher goes that may be over the green they can't find the ball. Now, I'm not blaming anyone. I yeah, hit driver. Yeah. No, it, no one hit tried it because it's really, you got to hit a kind of banana. And Jay knows, I'll hit a banana. Yeah. <laughs> Can't find it. So I got to take the drop. We're across the line. We go up to the green. It's plugged into the green side bunker. bunker. Yep. 15 feet from the hole. And I'm looking at it. And Erlacher goes, can we do a redo? I'm like, yeah, buddy, no. I already played the third shot. Exactly. No, we can't. Exactly. But you know what I mean? But yep. honestly, it was so humbling. Yeah, it was so much fun because I'm like that's our that's part of the game. I can't imagine you guys at a Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving Bloody. dinner and the fights that 
go you on think, at the you old think we're uh, loud? I mean, the Twelman we're, Delsing the, combination that's why we're here. Loud. We got to talk over Holy each other, and we're cow. bad listeners, by the way. <laughs> we're horrible <laughs> listeners. So, uh, often wrong, seldom in doubt. Dan, tell us, tell us, and and our listeners, because I, I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I am going to say this: Is your life's mission now to? I don't think you can eradicate a concussion or concussion syndrome, but yeah. to limit it as much as you can. Is that is that your life's goal and what drives you every day? Every morning I wake up, I wonder if it's still there. So yes, it is. It's it's there. I've done an unbelievable job. I will write a book um, because if you have post concussion syndrome or you've had an awful concussion that changes your life, you will not commit suicide. We've got to change the tone of CTE. CTE is a real thing. It is science. It is not a myth. But there is a real misnomer right now that all of a sudden it goes from zero to 100. And so my entire life's purpose now is to survive and thrive, but then tell that story so we get we cannot get rid of youth sports for kids. We cannot get rid of a lot of stuff that parents are being told because of what concussions do. Concussions are always going to be there. They're, they're always going to be they there. They always have been there. Yep. But we've got to get rid of the conversation about prevention and what does it do about rehabilitation and I'm going to use my body and my life experience to be the vehicle it's that great. tells that. It's great. And, and if I do that, then I've done my life's work. Taylor, how cool. Think about this. We grew up so similarly, spent all our time outside, always yep. a ball, always some sort of game, something yep. going on. And now you've had what you've had, um, both good and bad, very unpredictably, and you're changing and, and shifting this focus Yep. To such a, I don't want to overblow this, but this is such a noble, and this is a this is life changing. Let's just say life changing, and, and, and it truly is. It's remarkable. It, it is Jay, but this is where I think for the listeners they need to understand what I mean by growing up in a humble household. My father played against Pelé. My grandfather played with Joe DiMaggio. My uncle played with Tiger Woods. None of you three ever talked about it that way. You talked about enjoying the game, loving the game. And the most important thing that I will ever say about what you three did for me, respect the game. The game. What about having fun? And the fun part. Like, you you see what I mean? Kids. And so just because I've got, and the reason why I'm using that story is, Dan, just because I got injured, you will never hear me say, stop playing sports. Right. We can change. We can evolve. We can use science to better further enhance because that's the purpose of it. But sports is an unbelievable vehicle for both men and women. And that's the other aspect of this that the listeners need to understand my purpose. I will touch more athletes with my concussion than any NFL player because I got boys and girls playing mine. It's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. I, wow, played, that's great wonderful. I played four LPGA rounds. What do you think all four girls talked about with me? Concussions in women's sports. Or wanted a date. <laughs> no. They, they, I mean, you're a handsome man. Let's wait say, a minute. Come on wait a second. Just is, ask Taylor. He'll tell you how only, handsome he is. I will. I've actually got great photos for you here. And, and fortunately, this is a audio podcast and not a video podcast. Um, but they wanted to talk about that. They did. That's awesome. Because you know what they did? They Googled my name. And I mean this. First yep. thing that comes up is what? Concussions. Yeah. And so I played with a, a Mexican girl, a Swedish girl, and then... Two American, uh, sorry, an American and a Thailand girl, and they all they all did it. Now, 
they also knew they could talk to me because they wanted because I I resonate with them because I play a sport that's eerily similar to the the men's and women's version of soccer. It's right. almost identical. That's right. It's not the NBA and WNBA. Right. Right. LPGA and PGA. I'll tell any amateur golfer, by the way, if you're listening, stop watching the PGA Tour. Watch the LPGA. I tell everyone they're that. the best swings to emulate no if question. you're an amateur golfer. So no technically question. sound. It's yes, crazy. And it's done in a way that it's very technical. So right. you can kind of emulate it where if you watch John Rahm, dude, like hang it up. Exactly. You're not doing that. No. Like, you can't do that. No. So that was, I'm telling you, every single time I do something outside of soccer, concussions is brought up to me. And so I needed to accept that. I know you're going through something right now, yep. Dan, where yep. once you accept what it is and how to go about it and you're transparent about it, you, you resonate with way more people. We're not perfect. We're all humans, right? And so I think people just resonate more on a human level when that happens versus if I come in smiling all the time and, and fake it, which, by the way, I can do better than anyone thinks. You know what I mean? <laughs> but truthfully, like, you got to be real. I was amazed that all four girls at some point during the 18 holes brought up concussions and how I think it can change women's football, as they would say, women's sure. soccer, because that's a high, high occurrence of concussions right now. Is it's there amazing. Ever, Think about it. playing golf. Hey, fellas, hold tight. We have breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave. The technology behind this, the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally... Use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet. Go to manscaped.com. Use our promo code BTF, and that's for Beyond the Fairways, 20% off and free shipping. Let me say that again, manscaped.com, and the promo code BTF, 20% off and free shipping. So it's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard. Jay has a beard. He's been using Manscaped. So say goodbye to all that stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. They have hair-cutting links, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of add-ons. And the titanium-coated T-blade, tough on hair, smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency. Pro Kit, it doesn't end there. They have created four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. Beard shampoo and conditioner. Manscapes beard oil. They have the beard balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, and moist uh, moisturizes and tames for sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. So this is 20% off free shipping. Promo code BTF at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Again, use that promo code. Take advantage of it. BTF or beyond the fairways. Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 links. I'm going to go back to that in just a moment, your foundation, and I know we've got limited time with you, but has there been a time, and in, in you've been paired up with Brian Urlacher yeah. or an LPGA great pro, whatever, and I'm talking to two guys that have played at the highest level, so it may be a dumb question where you go, It's not dumb. you stand over that first one and you're like, I'm a little nervous. I'm playing with oh, I'm Joe Blow or Susie Q that has got this huge resume, and I hate it with You're going to laugh. But I'm, when people play golf, they're always like, I don't want to play with it because I'm nervous. Who cares? Oh, see, that's I was. you literally just took the word. Who cares? I'm nervous when I play with my boys for the, the 16 to 24 guys that we have that exactly. are playing for $100. Right. I, 
Yeah. If you're not nervous, that means you're not enjoying it. Don't exactly. play. Don't love it. Don't it play. It means you don't love it. Yeah. Right? Right. And I- 100%. And, I, and it's in, in catting for Jay, and see, we're using golf as the conversation right now, and seeing Jay and how he dealt with that. Like, Jay doesn't know this at the time, but how impressionable I was at 18, because at 18, I was offered a professional baseball contract with the Kansas City, City Royals. Royals. And I was being told, you need to go to Germany to be a pro soccer player. And you go to and Maryland. here I am caddying at Boone Valley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And deep down, I was like, screw baseball and yes. soccer. I kind of want to do this. Golf. This is amazing. That's just the household I grew up in. But if you're not nervous, man, it's I'm nervous. Were you nervous every time you started calling the game? Before? Oh yeah, yeah. I'd have I'd have uh, butterflies because you love it. Because I loved it. And it, it wasn't and because and I was worried about making a mistake. It's no, I loved and it was it. that's what people don't get about nerves and it's anxiety. The excitement of it's it. You love it. Exactly. And it also Drug. means something to you. It means something to you. If you right. didn't mean anything to the day I step on the on the first tee and I'm not nervous, I don't want to play. Yeah. No, I don't want to play anymore. Exactly. Because you. And it also means, and I, I got this in, inherently in my blood, it means you're competitive. Exactly. Oh, it means you are there to do one thing, and that is something. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what the hell you do. Either you got that or you don't. Who's the guy on tour that you love to watch? Oh, that's a great one. Honestly, because the new Netflix series is unbelievable. Have you guys watched Just it? Just tell about it. I got to puke a little bit on that. Go ahead, puke because on it. Because one? Because there's a private jet. It's worth flying. I mean, come on. There's a, a lot of guys that are still on Southwest. We're talking. Let's educate him. Will you please, Taylor? Your family, you can get away with it. I might get hit. Not Jay, everybody's a private jet. And the PJ Tour is a little different than uh, what Jay does. He was flying to the Greater Milwaukee uh, Open. Oh bitter Bob over here. <laughs> come on, Bitter Bob. So don't, be, don't be that. Don't get off my lawn no, like that. No, I just mean. Gosh, there's some like other Chief did guys. when A-Rod signed for $300 million in, in, in Texas Rangers. It's true Rangers. a little, it's you remember true a little that? bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got to tell the listeners this. He's pissed, I'm sure. Well, Chief, Jim Delsing yeah. literally had to work a <laughs> job of the winter. Right. And I am in high school, and A-Rod leaves the Seattle Mariners and signs with the Texas Rangers, and he's over at the house having God knows what kind of scotch in his 17th dinner that my mom made. Yeah. And he literally, <laughs> with a lot of I'll never forget, it was the first real time I heard him cuss and use words I've never heard. Because he's and, upset. Absolutely. But on the other hand, though, I think if Chief was sitting here with us, he'd also go, it's kind of what all of us thought it was going to go and exactly. where it was going to go. Right. But, I mean, that A-Rod, A-Rod deal was massive. Right. The See, Netflix thing, Justin and, and Jordan, they're on I the mean, private they're on the pro- for like, practice I wonder, I wonder if my feet are going to hurt in the morning. I'm like, wait a minute. No. I'm wondering if my clubs show up. Oh, you but know? hold on now. Scotty Scheffler goes on the great run last year, but yep. he wasn't part of the no. private yep. jets and all the different things. Yep. I mean, and he's a... Yeah, he's just a pretty. Uh, he seen he comes across as very simple. Yeah, he comes very across simple. very simple. He's still driving the old Burb yep. around yeah. around town back I mean, in, I, in I Dallas. Love, I love golf because everyone goes about it in a different way, right? And I like that because there's individual ways. I do like Justin Thomas. There seems love to be him. something yep. where, like, if it's rainy and windy out, I kind of want him on my exactly. team because I feel like he's not going to be bitching about it. That's and, right. And, and we'll get about it. I think John Rahm is a killer. You may not like him and root for him, but I'll tell you one thing. He if he's on your team, he is out there to he literally smash your brains in, Yes, and I love that. I right? do, too. I, um, but I do respect the Scotty Scheffler. Like, Scotty Scheffler, if he and I were teammates, 
he and I, he probably wouldn't like me because every other word's the <laughs> F word and I'm going out having you'd some You'd wear him. Right. Yeah, you'd I think Scotty Scheffler would go, you know what? I'm good, Taylor. Yeah. We'll yeah. see you. We'd be good teammates, you, but everything wait, else, he'd be like, you guys I don't want to If you guys were on the jet together and you were to his right, he'd have a right ear full of cotton. He'd be like, I've had enough <laughs> Taylor right now. He'd be like the banter, I, the whole thing, like stop, nothing. Like, stop. It's, um, yeah. I just love golf because I feel for like the NFL players because they don't you don't see their faces you don't see any of the personality. That's because they're in agony half the time too. <laughs> Fair enough, you know. Fair enough, but yeah, I do love ever, the golf part of that. You know, it's kind of an odd question for you too because you're 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 playing at the highest level. The speed is just incredible. I always tell everybody. You watch a game on television. I don't care if it's baseball, if it's golf with a swing, no, the, the the swing, the speed of, of the, the, the club, soccer, obviously, in your case, in football. And when I did football, I equated watching being down on the sideline and doing these games. It's like watching a car wreck every it's single play. It's literally play. a car crash every yep. time. Yes. It's crazy it's, that these guys gladiators. get up. They are. But they to are answer true. your question, there was a real fanboy moment for me in Argentina. Yeah, that's right. Who, Copa it, America. And I'm walking out. And so the coach before the game says to me, Bob Bradley at the time, and Bob looks at me and he goes, in, in Bob Bradley's way, which I loved, which was always stoic and very serious, you're going to play in the midfield. Now, for anyone listening, I, I I mean, I don't know how to pass the ball. All I know how to do is score. <laughs> right. I was like, midfield. I'm like, God damn it. What kind of game are we getting yeah. into? Yeah. And I looked to my right. <laughs> it's Messi, Raquel May, Verone, awesome. Crespo. It's their eighteen. Unbelievable. That's awesome. And it's me sitting there, right? And I'm like, what the hell? And for those of you not listening that don't know soccer, there's a guy by the name of Ron, Juan Raquel May. Yep. Unbelievable. He played the entire first half against us with his shoes untied. <laughs> <laughs> that, you want to talk about That's beautiful. looking at us going, yeah. and he was the guy that told Sir Alex Ferguson to go F him. It didn't matter who he was. He yep. was that guy. But that was my first taste of Messi in person. Taylor, the equivalent to that would be going out on the golf course and leaving out like uh, your three, five, seven, exactly. and nine because yeah. my bag was too it heavy. Because doesn't matter. Yeah. And I'm going to still beat you. And, and you're going down. Do you know my man here has 20 holes, a, holes in one? Yeah. And he's only – so take a, two clubs, right, Jay, that you have not had a hole in one with? Yeah. Okay, do you, can you guess them? Driver. Yep. Um, and one is very simple. Yeah, I don't probably putter. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but there's but you're weird. I had to think about that because there's part of me that thinks Jay probably played a hole. No that was question about yards it. Yards it goes first. I gotta try to get a putter in there. Yeah. I would have done that. <laughs> no, the coolest experience for me in this world of what I do now is I got to play TPC Scottsdale and I went and played with it was like a bunch of the caddies that are regularly on tour and the That's signs fun. up there. Yeah. And I and every broadcast Jay knows this because I tweet it every single time it's up there because I bring it and I tell CBS I almost have two thousand followers now because you tweet for me. <laughs> I do. But it's like so cool to see that because that was way before that yep. was a stadium. Okay, that so I got to tell you this story. That. So I'm standing on the 16th tee and it's I don't know what early 90s whatever and I'll never forget this. I got my ball teed up and I'm I'm walking into the shop. Yeah, and I hear some guy behind me go, "Who the." 
is this guy? <laughs> and his friend goes, I have no clue, but I'll bet you five bucks he misses the green. And you know, the way that I grew up, you know the way I grew up, that's the way we played. Yes. You were, we were talking, talking while you were swinging. You didn't care. Yep. That, I'm like, this is my element. Oh, I, no doubt. I wouldn't mind if the whole you game actually, was like You this. actually wish it was a little bit Absolutely. more. Absolutely. I agree. So I hit this shot. It goes in the hole. I turn around to try to find these two guys, and I just get doused with beer. And I'm like, ah, well, let's just enjoy it. But there's a car on the tee. <laughs> my caddy says to me, dude, you want a car? And I said, uh he goes, can I have it? I go, hell no, you can't have it. Just carry the right. bag. And that's why we had the, the caddy races, right? I'm like, and don't hurt yourself because I don't want to have to carry my bag the last two holes. And he's like, oh, thanks a lot. So as we're walking by, the car's facing the way we are. So get to the front windshield, look back, and there's a little placard on the windshield that says Sunday only. And this was Saturday. That that's how BS. chicken shit the PGA Tour was back then. <laughs> Damn, I am bitter. I'm old, I'm crabby, and bitter now. I tell you what, this is like therapy for you, my man. I know. I think I lost getting a lot 20 of stuff. pounds. I'm today. telling you, you get a lot of things Honestly, off your though, chest. How good is that golf tournament for the sport? It's great. Jay, Jay I, I think, think I think you would get way more people following oh, the totally game agree. if it was like well, that. Even in the the Netflix series or whatever, yes. they, they they talked about how they need to make more of the the events fan. I don't fan friendly is the right word, but more fan engagement. Let them be. Yep. Let them boo. Let them cheer. Agreed. Let them go crazy. Wait, let think them, about have it, fun with it. You're standing yeah. outside in a. Four to five hundred acre right. plot of land. Why be quiet? Yeah. Right. It's almost unnatural. It is unnatural. Just go. Let him go. I'm so glad. Listen. You... The other thing. Sorry. No. But but if you had all of the noise going on all the time, the players would would they'd adapt in oh, ten seconds for sure. They it's would. It's the quiet to the noise to the quiet to the noise. You gets... would also resonate with the younger sports. Absolutely. Fan. Exactly. Right? It wouldn't yeah, become as exclusive of a fan base. That's right. Another good. Jay Delson, sorry, real quick. I played Oakmont, top three favorite places I've place. ever played. I, I played it multiple times. I and love I, it. I just love it because yep. I feel like I'm actually at Norwood Hills. Exactly. Just in Pittsburgh. Yes. Yep. Right? A little bit Except more Jay hilly. tells me they took down 7,000 trees than when you played, right? But it was awesome. I'm going through the locker room, and I'm with some real important people. And I'm not saying that to name drop, just so people understand where I am. Real important people in the soccer world. And I'm talking, you're talking multi-billionaires that are owning teams, getting it, but they all love golf. And there's my man Jay Delsing in the thing. So I take I a picture it. of it. And I tell everybody that's my uncle. They they don't believe it. So I send it to the Delsing family, and Jay responds right away. And they're like, "Wait a minute, that's your uncle?" It's because I didn't I didn't tell him the story. I wanted them to see me hit a golf ball sure. first, and then I could be like, "Guys, I literally grew up at Norwood Hills. Right. Like I should hit a golf ball." But you realize what the tour was back then. Yep. And then all of us stand on the outside, listen to what the tour is now ever since the Great Milwaukee Open when Tiger Woods showed up. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Best thing that ever happened to golf. Absolutely. Best thing. But I think the best thing now without Tiger would be to make Fans. it more like the TPC Sky. It's kind yep. of what Liv wants it to be. Right. Without any of the real history and the players. That's right. But I watched that tournament, Jay, and I'm thinking – you know, normal, Why are we doing this at other places? Read yep. Normal people that love sports would go, this is actually fun. I actually, in watching that uh, a few weeks ago, was thinking when you saw the stands, the grandstands around, yes. uh, what is it? 16. Yep. And I'm thinking, yeah, why? 17. Uh, I was thinking yeah. like in 10 or 15 years, maybe it's 20 years, we're going to look back yep. 20 years from then and say, why weren't we doing this earlier? Well, the why entire would we, back why nine, would we do this? You're going to start seeing this this spread is is because 16 started and there there was so much reticence in the golf community. Like, can we do this? Can we do? 
it sold out for two and a half years, guys. I've had companies call and say, hey, can you get me a ticket? I go, guys, it's sold out for two and a half yep. years. You can't even sniff. Yep. You just got to get in line. That but we're going to look back and go, what the hell are we thinking? Right. But here's the one thing that I think the golf fan is still asking the question. I don't know about you guys. Primetime golf is unbelievable when I'm living in Boston. Yes. And that tournament's at Pebble Beach. And that tournament's... What that does, and I've had TV executives tell me, if you build the stadium the way you do, guess what the back nine is? Under lights. I, I've and had now no, you have prime time. Like how about I, that? It well, would be, do you I, remember I, I Monday do, Night Golf? Yes. Yes. So why not? Why not use that model, but yet expand it for a tournament? Yep. See, I'm I'm all about that, and I'm all about making sure. And I know Jay and I have had gone back and forth with this, but recently, within the last month and a half, we saw Tiger Woods, JT, and Spieth. Was it Spieth with him or who else? No, JT, Rory. Rory. I don't care that they say that they've got to go off one at night, one in the morning. Nope. I, I, I'm I'm trying to sell my product. My mm-hmm. product means if Tiger Woods is playing, he's in prime time. Absolutely. I don't care what he's doing. I don't care what you he's shooting. Think, hey, you don't think ESPN and NBC oh. are saying the same oh thing right now with gosh. Riviera? They're well, like, what do you mean? He's got tee off at 724 in the it's middle. So stupid. No. It's so stupid. so stupid. What are you talking right. about? LeBron doesn't play a game at noon. Bingo. Right. So why would we do that in this sport? Why is Barcelona's games when Messi was on at 10 p.m. at night? They go, well, it's the Spanish culture. No, it's because China was paying you $4 billion a year to watch Messi when you're not sleeping. And the other thing is... This isn't hard. Be a true partner. Like, be a true partner to your TV product. That's the other thing. Like, if I was a TV person, I'd be like, to Mr. Monaghan, I'd be like, hey, bud... Like, we're not asking you to revolutionize the sport, but we are asking for simple things. Here's exactly. the only here's problem the, on, the the thir- on the Thursday, Friday, guys, is they do the early, late thing. That's the only problem, but I agree with you. I totally yep. agree with you because they're trying to do it in, for equity purposes. You play one morning round and one afternoon But if you have Tiger Woods round. coming back and you're putting him at 730 in the morning. Yeah. Tiger's the only one that trumps everything that we just talked 100%. about, right? Because, right. I mean, I love them. I think they're great golfers, too. but no one watches Rory the way they watch Tiger. No. So he, it just no. it, it is what it is. So guess yep. what you do, you com- you compensate for him. Yeah, he's on one leg for God's sake. So compensate for it and figure totally it out. Agree. But that golf tournament in Scottsdale, and I love Scottsdale. I, I go there all the time. I just there's something there as a sports fan where I'm like, you can evolve golf. You can evolve and evolve use this is as the, best the vehicle. Word to use. Yep. And you're going to grow the game by evolving and resonating with your son that only watches YouTube for highlights, clips, and Dude Perfect, and all yep. these things that are now transforming how we watch our sports in the media world. Golf would resonate with that because I had a lot of non golf fans text me watching that. Yeah. Now, granted, it's perfect timing because it's right before the Super Bowl that day. But there's an experience. There's 250,000 people there and enjoying themselves That's right. in great sunshine. At a golf you- tournament. Right. 250. Jay. Here's the problem, guys. We are so st- stayed in our thinking mm-hmm. and so slow to change and trying to juggle, in my opinion, too much of the history and and, 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 really and honor that. Yep. And golf, is, Taylor, I believe golf is even slower. Our our management, our in Jacksonville, and I, I'm a Jay Monahan fan. We're, we're too reactive. We are not out in front Agreed. of anything. Agreed. And it's irritated me. I was on the player advisory council more than half of my career, and I said, "You guys, we need to think forward. Yep. Quit thinking. I love Ben Hogan. Right. That's that's over now, though. Agreed. Let's think. Let's think forward. Where can? How can we get in front of this? 
Do we want to play music? Let them play music if if that's going to bring a younger crowd in. But it doesn't have to, you know, just well, regular. you said it perfectly You're not earlier. saying play nine holes. You're right. not saying different things. You're just saying let's change a little bit for to, to grow it. And you don't think that these guys have grown up with noise around oh. them and music and oh, playing and, and Dan, guys Dan, messing with them. I, 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 loved, the I loved watching John Rahm give it back to the fans. That's great. It. It's I great. Wait a minute, how much fun is that, though? As a, as a golfer, you know, we were taught you don't even do that. Like, we were told the PGA Tour wouldn't even, right. didn't want us to even interact with the fans. I made a hole in one and threw my ball and, and I got a letter. Right. That's great. But, but how many, your, in all like, seriousness, how many other sports can you buy a ticket and literally walk next to them. I know. Well, here's the thing that I've always said. Think about that. Access is key, right? So yeah. I want to hear when Taylor is sitting next to his uh, caddy and, and your yep. particular event that is going Tom on. That Tom Kim experience was unbelievable exactly. television. So, How about that? And he hits it in there about hey, four feet. We're willing to send a reporter down during the uh, Indy 500 where some guy's going to be going 200 miles an hour and yep. asking him about his day before he's going pedal to the metal, literally, yep. in five minutes. And his, his life, life is, on the line. His life is on the line, but we can't go and ask. No, Max Homa doing the interview in the round. With How the, great was that? Great. Guys, they have That's been doing this. They have been approaching us for 25 yep. years, and the players have been. I had someone at ESPN say in 1993, 93, they came to the PGA Tour was basically what these Max ideas just yep. did. Yeah. Yep. Now, Which granted, should have done. Granted, it wouldn't have been AirPods. It would have been different because like, yep. technology right. you couldn't. But like the access, like what? First off, you're walking. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say, especially yep. when you tee off, right? Yeah. You know, it's, and and you're selective on who you're going to ask. Absolutely, and, and but you're it's selective. Like, dude, with how many, how, you're selective who you ask baseball questions to because you know who sure. you're going to get an answer from and who you won't. But I also mean in the competition. Yeah, so if some guy pipes it and he's down the middle. I'm not going to go to the guy that's in the the, the yes. bunker on the left. I, I understand. He's probably strategizing. Right. He's thinking all that kind of stuff, although I'd love to do it. But I want to go to that guy that just hit it 330 and Absolutely. say, you know, what are you thinking on this shot? Why are you doing that? Okay, what's the conversation? Boom, done. Takes you 45 seconds. He's still not even to his ball. That's where I'm really curious now that Netflix and that series is out for more than four or five days now. And probably the listeners, when they listen to this, they've already seen all the episodes. What does that do? Because it ch single-handedly changed Formula One. Yes. Netflix single-handedly changed Formula One for ESPN. Yep. Their ratings were a thousand percent greater. Like everything went through the roof. I'm curious what this does. It's interesting, though, because it's the same time that Liv and I PJ know. do it break up. So I don't know what it does. But access, most important word you used, in that's the one where more people want it with golfers. You have do. been incredibly kind with your time. So I, I want to make sure we get this out, and then we'll wrap it up. But um, in terms of your foundation, tell people where they go, how they donate, how they find out, how can they read up on it, all the different things that you're doing with it. Yep, thinktaylor.org. Um, it is basically a non-for-profit that we are setting the standard for education and awareness. I wrote a Think Taylor pledge. My whole goal with it is that every person takes ownership of their own brain, not a parent, not a teacher, not a coach. Each individual does. And we've had over 7 million kids take the pledge. This year we're probably going to have 10 million because MLS is now going to get heavily involved. And all I'm saying to anyone, take, take ownership of your brain and start asking real questions, but don't stop playing sports because sports are important. It's phenomenal. 
just so you know, because I know you guys are hinging on how many miles I walked about when we talked about three hours ago. It was seventy thousand. If we stopped, seventy thousand. Seventy thousand. That's why I can't. I can't even waddle to the refrigerator. <laughs> toes like scratching my leg right now because it's like twenty feet away. It's it disgusting. looks like a mangled turkey <laughs> with those toes. Gosh, that's brutal. I Is that a, a bunion? I need a sock. No, that's not. I need a sock. I need to wear socks. Taylor, thank you. It's Thanks, awesome. boys. This was fun. It's the breakdown. There it is. A win for the ages. That is better than most. Better than most. Maybe. Yes, sir. Here it is. The return to glory on Beyond the Fairways. Wow, was that fun to visit with Taylor Twelman and a long visit with him in studio. Very kind with his time. All right, I'll, I'll let you have the first crack at it. What do you take away from our visit? Well, first of all, the fact that he's well, first of all, I knew that he loved the game. I had no idea. Sitting next to him, you could almost feel the energy jumping out of his skin on how how excited he was to play and how how much it meant to him. And you know, Danny, we've all been battled with demons and things like that in our life. And and it's when you're down low, you'll grab onto anything to try to help you feel better. And it was golf for him. And then he's got this great perspective about his his foundation and think Taylor and. 10 million youths taking the pledge this year. It's awesome. I mean, that is really a feather in his cap. I, I found it really cool when he was talking about playing as a celebrity on, on certain events and everybody asking him about concussions. You know, they Google his name. That's the first thing that pops up. And here it is again, the game of golf bringing people together that normally would not be together and yet talking about life issues, which in Taylor's case is about concussions. He did. I, I had a couple of LPGAers text me and and say, man, your nephew was so respectful. You know, some of the guys get in there and don't really know how to act when they play. And, and um, uh, the, the, he got rated, you know, some of the pros will rate some of the celebrities because they're trying to figure out who to have back and who not to have back. And he got a very high rating. And, and he also got a little bit of humble pie. I think he, <laughs> he made that triple bogey. I think he talked about and lost his ball. And he was finally like, I don't think I can do this anymore, you know. I love the uh, the story that you guys had where he's – He's your nephew, so he's not your son, but yet it was a father-son event. You're on tour. Well, he played your son for that particular event. Danny, we played with Raymond Floyd and Doug Tool, and it was just just absolutely crazy uh, down at Disney. But what an experience, and, and to have um, to be able to do that with him. And I think we wound up finishing third or something, but we had a, a rough start because, as we told this story, the Greens were astroturfed, and I said, I said, buddy, you don't have to hit that putt very hard. So I, I, I hit the, I hit the, he hit the drive. I hit the second shot. He hit the putt, and I went and got my wedge. That's a, <laughs> it was really good. We had a blast. Speaking of wedges, we're going to talk about that. Tip segment is coming up. You're starting to get the clubs out of the bag. What do you do going from cold weather months to now starting to warm up around the country? And that's next. Have you ever wanted tips from a PGA pro? It's the tip segment on Beyond the Fairways with PGA professional Jay Delsing and four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Beyond the Fairways rolls on. It's our tip segment. Jay Delsing played in over 700 PGA events, does a great job wherever you get your podcast talking about how to get back in the game. And in particular, what I mean by getting back in the game, coming from cold weather areas hitting against a wall in some cases because it's it's warm inside you got the track man there you've got unfortunately you know you're not hitting off a of grass you're hitting off the mats 
what should be in your bag initially when you go out and play? And does that change at all when you first come out out of the winter months? Danny, I think it really does. First of all, the the inside, if you don't have anything to do like we do, don't, unfortunately, then it's it's way better than nothing. But, man, those mats get tough. And, and not being able to see the ball flight and relate the feel that you just got from the club face and the ball connection to the way the ball flights, that's tough. Right? Very so, tough. And, you know, when as we as we start to unthaw here in the Midwest and we got some blooming going on and, and some warmer days, the golf courses haven't caught up yet. So this is probably not probably this is without question the hardest time of year that the golf courses will play. Their condition is not great. There it's windy and it's typically not as windy in the summer months around here. And the, you're getting no roll. So the golf course is playing its it's true yardage. It's going to plug. And so you need to start thinking about maybe an extra fairway wood or an extra utility and start, I know this sounds crazy, start from the green and work backwards. Get your putting fixed. Make sure you work on your short putting, right, so that you can clean up those putts for par and for bogey and not throw away shots by missing those three and four footers. Work on that. Then work on some lag putting because when you do hit a green, it's oftentimes not that close to the hole. So work on your speed control and really get a feel for what you're doing uh, on the greens. And then start backing off, you know, start just around the fringe, maybe some tiny little chips just to develop a little touch. And then nothing more than 10 yards around that that practice area just to start getting some some feel back because that little those short game areas the first thing that goes when you don't get to play and nobody's practicing that Danny in the in the winter no they're all hitting balls and working on their full swing which is fine but that short game man that is where you save strokes and lower your scores I tell everybody you want to play better golf you want a lower handicap get your short game going there's there's a couple of things. Eliminate three putts is a must if you want to lower your game. Make sure that one swing, Danny, doesn't cost you two strokes, meaning you're not firing balls off the golf course and firing stuff in the water. It does happen, but you got to minimize that. So which wedges would you start with as you come out of uh, thawing out? Yeah. Literally thawing yeah, out, it literally seems like. thawing out. It's a great way to say it. I would go with your most lofted. For Most people keep a 60 or an L. Mine's a 58. I go to the 58. I was just doing that the other day. I was waiting for your son. We were going to go out and play a few holes. And I could, he hits the ball so far, I, he hits it twice as far as I can see. But we, that's what I did. I just got my, my 58, just pitched around the green. I was awful. Yeah. I was long. I was short. I was mishitting. But, you know, it's interesting. And then after 10 minutes, one or two crept in there, and I started identifying that feel again. And you're like, oh, okay. Get your ball, you know, work on those fundamentals, your ball position. Make sure when you're hitting those pitches that that ball position is somewhere towards the middle of your stance. Your hand position there is right on the front edge of the ball, not way forward, not way back, just on the front edge of the ball. Those basic fundamentals make it so much easier for you to get good contact and to hit the sort of short shots that you're looking to hit. Innovations in golf that's coming up next on Beyond the Fairways. The world of golf is ever-evolving. It's time for equipment and innovations in golf. On Beyond the Fairways. Innovations in golf segment on Beyond the Fairways. Again, wherever you may be, download Beyond the Fairways 
and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Jay Delsing, Dan McLaughlin with you. And TrackMan, we, we touched upon it a little bit in our previous segment, but what does TrackMan do for so many golfers, whether you're experienced or not? Well, Danny, with the change in equipment and the way this ball reacts when it's hit, it doesn't fly at all like the the old balls that we used to play, the, the balls back in the day. So these these specific balls need to be launched a certain way. And let's just talk about driver for now. That ball needs to be launched and swept off the tee. And oftentimes in the old days, we were hitting down on that driver. These big 466 seeds, 460 cc heads, they need to be hit slightly up on or way up on in the case of, say, Rory McIlroy, who's the model. So if you watch him, man, how about the drive that he hit a couple weeks ago at – or? Last week at, uh, at at Austin Country Club. Yeah, playing in the match play. On the 18th hole, yeah. flew it onto the green, 382-yard par four. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd be saying no, that? No, <laughs> no. That kid is amazing. But 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 there's where TrackMan comes into to play because it, it monitors spin rates of the golf ball. It monitors launch angle of the drive. It monitors that impact area that, Danny, for years when I was growing up, it was – we thought we knew what was going on. We did not. Yeah. We didn't talk nearly enough about club face and how that club face meets with a ball and what it does when it does that. And, and, and that's everything. I mean, it's the moment of truth. So if somebody is hearing us talk about TrackMan, what are the readings that you get? Because you can sync this up to your phone. All of a sudden, you're getting your readings. What exactly does it do? Absolutely. Well, it, first, first of all, it'll talk about the angle that the club face comes in there. So if you're a slicer or you're a, most are a slicers, but if you actually actually are someone that has an issue with hooking, it'll show you club face at address. It'll show at impact. It'll show open. It'll show close. It'll show that how much side spin the ball has on it. Interesting. And, and, and yeah, so what it does is it, it helps you relate the feel that you have with the shot. It helps you relate from a technical standpoint on how to fix it. So a lot of guys, a lot of guys I see Danny hit these drives that start out low and they rise. It's way too much spin on the ball that's hit that's hitting down on it and causing that little upshooter, and it's causing people distance. So if you get a lesson and you can go with one of your local PGA professionals and you can start having them help you understand your numbers better, it helps a lot. You don't need to you don't need to be an expert on this. You, they're just going to say, look, when you hit your drive, we want to keep you around 3,000 to 4,000 RPMs. And all that means is how high is that ball going to go? It's not going to go massively high, but it's also not going to be one of those line drives like we did in the old days. Those are no good for the modern day equipment. The PGA Tour has a stop at the Texas Open. Our picks of the week coming up. Where do we find the best golfers in the world this week it's time for the picks segment on beyond the fairways a stop for the pga tour prior to the uh, the masters so this has got kind of a unique field at the texas open and the fact that some guys probably don't want to play it's a tune-up they want to go to augusta maybe relax a little bit recover 
Um, so the field is limited a bit, but one of the guys I want to talk about, well, before I get into that, what, what is it like playing at the TPC where they're going to play at in San Antonio for the Texas Open? What, what's the unique part of this course? Well, it's a Greg Norman design that's been redone because when it's got, when we started, Danny, it was so brutal. It's Texas and it's springtime. So you're going to get some wind. How much will, de- will determine, will help determine how high or low the scores are, but they've cleaned out a lot of the brush on this, on the side of the fairway so if you do wander you can at least get to your ball and get it back in play and so once they've lowered that and made some other adjustments to the original design the scores the players have figured out a way to play it um you uh, greg norman's one of the best drivers maybe the best driver of the ball i ever played with and you got to drive your ball there a lot of holes have some room others are dangerous you've got to look out 18 is a really interesting par five because we've seen eagles there and we've seen double bogeys so there's some drama to be had the 17th is probably the easiest hole in the golf course extremely wide fairway danny and a lot of these players might even be able to get the ball on the green or in the uh, greenside bunker to, to to make birdies as they're coming in trying to make a charge. There's some guys that uh, have a chance to win this, and I think a lot of the focus will be on Ricky Fowler because if he qualifies by winning um, this particular tournament, he qualifies to be able to get back into the Masters, which would be awesome. I think Ricky's great for the game of golf. He's gotten with Butch Harmon. The swing looks a little bit better. The results have been better. He's very close to breaking out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and he's put himself in position all year and just not quite been able to get over the hump. He um, in the match play event uh, last week, he he took down John Rahm right out of the right exactly. out of the right out of the shoot, you know. And, and that's not no easy task. Rahm's been on a heater lately, so. Yeah, I'd love to see Ricky do it. Um, he's back. His game's back. I mean, he drifted outside 150th in the world, and now he's back around 53 or 54 and needs to get in the top 50 to get in there. And your ranking was at the top of your game? Uh, 52 was the best I ever All got. All right, Ricky, you got some work to do to yeah. catch our buddy uh, Jay Delsing. <laughs> uh, he's been way past me a lot of times. But anyway, it was, yeah, it, 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 w- it would be fun to see him in, in Augusta. Who's your favorite for this? I am going with, uh, they're almost kind of two sleeper picks, but I'm a huge Cameron Champ fan, and I love the way he plays the game, and I'd love to see him knock one off here. How about Patrick Rogers as a sleeper? Do you like that? I do. Patrick Rogers is a good player, came out of Stanford, smashes the ball off the tee, and he's had some good success there at the TPC. Is that your sleeper pick? That's my sleeper, and for you? I'm going with J.J. Spawn. I don't know how much a sleeper is if you're the defending champ, but that's his first <laughs> tournament that he ever won on the PG tour and he's really been playing well lately he he knocked off a couple of nice matches in the match play last week and trending in a good spot well we had your uh, nephew in he's full of excitement he is mr energy that was fun with uh, with taylor what a great guy yeah he really is and there's much he likes the game more than you and i put together i yeah. mean he, he what did he say he played 300 rounds of golf or something it's incredible. Last year. yeah and it's the you know because of the concussions he can't uh, physically work as out. he said he can't he can't run he can't get his heart rate up yep so, so he, he walks, runs into problems yep so he walks all the time he, he tries to walk every time he plays and um, he's got a ferocious appetite i don't know how he's going to manage this as he gets older <laughs> i think he just turned 40 now or something but which is crazy but yeah it's you know danny one of the things i love about golf is that we get these stud athletes as they end their other careers they're just jumping in now and i think it's great for the game i I do too and you made a a really good point we'll wrap it up with this but 
at golf, you can play this sport from the time you're a little guy to, you know, 80 years old, 85. People are shooting their age at 85. And, and I, I just think that's fascinating. You're not going to go back on the, the probably and play pickup basketball through your 70s. Some do. Certainly not football. Certainly not soccer. You know, you might kick the ball around, but you're not going to play competitively or, or the pickup that's out there. So that's the beauty of golf is that you compete against the golf course, but you can have fun and compete against your friends too. Yeah, absolutely. And the celebrity tours, they're, they're wildly popular. To watch these guys that excelled so much in their other sports to come in and really get humbled and see them, you know, they look, they look human. Yes. It's really fun. Jaybird, always fun, buddy. Danny, this thing, this show flies by. Can't wait to do it next week. And we're going to be talking about the Masters. So golf will take, in many ways, center stage of the sports world next week, which is great. I always loved the Masters when it was always opening day. It was always the NHL playoffs are right around the corner and the first major of the year. I can't wait. All right, that's Jay Delsey. I'm Dan McLaughlin. This is Beyond the Fairways. And again, wherever you get your podcast, please subscribe, support our sponsors, and we will talk to you next week.